0: Comic book picks. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Pittsburgh Comics, recently named one of the best comic book stores by the Pittsburgh City Paper. Pittsburgh Comics is the premier comic shop in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, located in McMurray, conveniently near Route 19 and Route 79. Pittsburgh Comic carries a large collection of new and back issue comics, trade paperbacks, graphic novels, games, statues, action figures, and more. Don't forget Comics Perks. With the Comics Perks program, you can earn points on every purchase you make in the store. You get a point for every dollar spent, and every 100 points can be redeemed for $10 off a future purchase. Go to pittsburghcomics.com for more, or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Comic Book Pit podcast. This is episode 371. I'm Dan. And with me tonight, we've got Scott.
2: What's up, everybody?
1: And Jared. (laughs) Howdy-do! So, uh, just to let you know, at the Comic Book Pit, every week we read some comics. And here's a quick spoiler warning. This is a review show, and we try not to give too much away about the books, but sometimes it just happens. So, that's your spoiler warning. And we just want to let you know about our Patreon that we started two months ago, I think? sound about right about two months ago ago. yeah and you can find that at patreon.com slash comic book pit and jared we have some some new content going up this week
0: we do uh myself and mr sean atkins the alternate uh co-host of the comic book pit here uh our comic strips uh mine incredible man his hard lemonade uh, debuted this week on the comic book pit they used to be on the seven by sevens uh thing and now they're on the comic book pit so you for a dollar a month you can gain access to that exclusive content while supporting the podcast
1: that's right and that's going to be weekly right weekly new content weekly
0: new comic wednesdays on comic book pit patreon i read them today they were awesome thank you scott yeah um
1: Oh, and I just wanted to mention, if if you're a regular listener, maybe you've already found this in your feed, but I've been doing a, a new podcast called The Daily Spinner Rack. And I'm, I started it as part of the National Podcast Post Month Challenge, where the challenge is to post a new podcast episode every day during the month of November. Every day during the month of November, I'm going to be posting a I'm just randomly picking a comic from my collection. I'm gonna talk about it for anywhere from five to ten minutes and that's gonna be it. After November, if these are still if these are going well, if if doing a daily five minute podcast works well into my schedule, because a five minute podcast is actually more like an hour and a half worth of work when you you know, when you break it down. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um I, so, think right now, you know I think you're nuts. I'm gonna say right now, danger. I think you're nuts. Do it for well, November. Yeah. Do the little the little hickey thing and then just like well if, if people like it, then do it like once a week. Don't do that. You gotta kill yourself. Well well here's here
1: here's here's what I'm proposing. After November black and white. No <laughs> <laughs> Didn't black and white. After after November, if I'm still if I'm not burned out from doing it, it's gonna be a Patreon exclusive show. And it's only going to be Monday through Friday, not not literally every day. I'm just going to do a Monday through Friday.
2: Okay.
1: So, but yeah, at, like I said, after November, if I'm still feeling up to it, or I, I, I might actually even do it, like, I might wait until the new year. Maybe I'll give myself the month of November, or I mean, month of, de- month of December off, because that's going to be the holidays and everything. And,
0: a hot so, water and lemon drip.
1: <laughs> just a little bit of honey. Yeah. Um. So, but like I said, we'll see. Let let me get through November first, and see if I can produce a a little mini comic review every day for the month of November. And uh, yeah, so i've I've done I've done five so far. So, you know, fingers crossed.
0: I actually said, take the last five days of your life,
2: and now it's the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) I actually wondered if you were going to count night's recording as your episode as your podcast but you're doing you did a separate one as well a separate review
1: yeah it's gonna be well the, to this so little you know a little peek behind the curtain i have actually three more episodes already ca- in the can
2: oh okay, uh, okay. so i i actually yeah.
1: started i started working on this oh. the last week of october
2: see he's he's you know I, I, you, gotta, you gotta have a buffer
1: yeah I, yeah, I worked ahead. So, so so this is so today is November fifth. I have episodes going up to November eighth. Boom. So as long as I kind of keep that buffer within, you know, one to three episodes, I'll be okay.
0: Well, so speaking of buffers uh, with these comics, uh, I think they're going to outlive me. Because uh, <laughs> although I'm being facetious, but I am we do eight weeks at a clip with a month off in between I'm good I'm good for a while and it's mm-hmm. good because I I, uh, I was like look at me go and then like this season <laughs> I'm working on now uh, I've so I'm on five strips and it's been since the middle of August I since I've been working on this chunk mm-hmm. see what happened Scott it even yeah. got
2: to me the <laughs> slowdown happened slide the backslide
1: so Scott, we're just, you know, we're, we're waiting for your, your announcement, you know, your eventual announcement of whatever side project you're going to surprise us with at some point, because we're all, we're all doing uh, something.
2: The only thing I've been doing, uh, that I'll mention here is, uh, is repairing G.I. Joe figures. There you go. Uh,
0: to- kind of,
2: it has Scott's no, toy hospital. Yeah. If so if anybody has any old Joe's they need repaired. Uh, let me know; I'll fix them for you. Let's put that
0: out there. Scott Hedlund, Battlefield Surgeon.
1: <laughs> hey, and and I can, I can attest to his skills. He repaired my my Stalker figure. So. He still wakes up
0: screaming in the middle of the night, though.
1: <laughs> stalker has a lot of PTSD. Yeah,
0: you didn't yeah, fix him all the way, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> put the there. outside back together, but the inside is still shattered. Yeah. It's
1: going to be a long road for Stalker, but he'll get there. <laughs>
0: he'll He's get attending there in meetings
2: right. <laughs> seeing his counselor he'll get there if something's crazy glue can heal <laughs> <laughs> so well we've got a
1: ton of comics to talk about tonight i i, I think we're just going to jump right into comics because like i said we've got a lot and there's Little else to talk about out in the world these days that isn't. Slow com- news. Completely slow news depressing. Cycle right now. Yeah. Yeah. Either slow news or terrible news. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just go with comics. Um, so, anyone want to kick us off? I will.
0: I will. Go for um, it. Okay. I uh, went out of town a few weeks ago. And uh, when I usually like go up home, I like to stop in and visit my old comic shop. And I did. And I let him talk me into some comics. And uh, I'm glad I did, because I enjoyed them both. Uh, first one I read was, I got the first issue. I liked it so much, I ended up buying the second issue as well. This new book called Department of Truth from, I believe it's an image comic. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's written by James the Fourth, And the... Drawings are by a fellow named Martin Simmons. Not a book that I would have picked up on my own. I don't even know if I would have like perused the uh, like the the preview copies we get sent on my own. Um, but because I was feeling bold, I picked it up. Uh, it's a so it's kind of one of those like everything you know, like you don't know. I oh, whatever. I'm just gonna say so. Like the premise is like. Um, conspiracy theories, like when enough people believe them, they manifest. So it's kind of got like uh like a X-Files type bit to it. And the artwork is kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like, I, I, Bill Bill Sienkiewicz is what it reminds me of, but it's not like Bill Consavage level of artwork, but it's yeah. definitely, it's very abstract. And that's, it's, uh, that's the word
1: I was going to use. Yeah. Abstract.
0: And, um, but it works. It works really well, and uh, particularly, <laughs> this is a weird thing that to the note the the word balloons. I like how the word balloons are like the the borders of the word balloons, and then the fill of the word balloons are like staggered, hmm. so that they don't quite you know they don't line up clean, and uh, it it really all of it lends to like this very surreal, otherworldly like aspect that's going on so like there's this like secret government agency and they you know recruit this uh schmo because he knows some things so it's kind of got a men in black feel as well as that too and um i mean i'm intrigued but i don't want to give away spoiler i think i give away enough um yeah I was that, the that whole premise of like when stuff enough people believe it it becomes real um super abstract which abstract for me is time. Just like, I don't get it. Cause I'm, I'm dumb, <laughs> but I, I I'm able I, I'm going along with the ride on this one. I mean, enough that I, I bought the second issue as well when it came out uh, and I'm interested in it. So I don't know if it's ongoing. I don't know if it's mini. I don't, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm long for the ride right now, but I thought it was a really, it was different and it was interesting. and I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I was just going
1: to say that the, the last page, Reveal on issue one was kind of a mind blowing.
0: Yes, yeah, thing. yeah, because they kind of, in, in hindsight, it's like, oh, that was telegraphed. But because, mm-hmm. like, you know, one thing, you don't think of the other thing, and then when you see, it, like, oh, okay, let's do this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. If 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 the last page doesn't get you, nothing will.
0: Yeah, and it kind of did. I'm like, all right, I'm curious. And then the second mm-hmm. issue was out, so I'm like, all right, let's do this. I'll Give all me right. my money. Is it ongoing or is it just like a limited? I don't know, Scott. You weren't listening. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's an ongoing or if it's a mini. Oh, tinianstudios dot Dude's blown up. Oh. It does not say in the Indicia if it's what I feel it like, is.
1: I feel like nowadays they're they're ongoing. As you know, as long as sales are good, and then if if they're not, they're like, okay, well, the series is over. It was a mini.
2: That's kind of what got like makes me hesitant. That's why I asked those uh, because it makes it makes me hesitate when I don't know. Because then all of a sudden you're in like the twelfth issue, and you're like, wait a minute, why is this still like? What's going on here? That this I thought this was limited, but it it just never yeah. ends. Yeah, well, that's when you make it limited. Yeah, exactly. And then you don't know the end though, and it's kind of a bummer.
1: Well Scott, we got we we got the first uh we we got the review copy, so you ought to at least check you ought to check out the first Yeah, there you go, Scott. There's no no commitment. Check out out the first issue and then if you like it, then you must buy every issue
2: after that. Yeah, that is the rule. That's how it works. I will not read the last page (laughs) because that's That's (laughs) (laughs) the I will close it. I don't see what all the oh. yeah, no. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, what's all the hubbub? Well, I will make the transition to the next book Transformers. <laughs> uh, Transformers 84 Secrets and Lies. Um, this is something, this is a a crazy book. Like I, I I don't follow transformers. I don't follow the IDW stuff because it's so confusing. um, That, that I've just kind of not paid attention to transformers as a property for years, even though I really do love transformer, you know, toys and whatnot. And the original series. Well, this actually is um, written by Simon Furman, who wrote the original transformers, um, the later issues after Bob Babinski. And um, he actually wrote the UK issues of Transformers as well. Um, and art by uh, Guido Guidi. I, I believe that's how you say it. It is a great name. <laughs> um, but what they've done with this book is they, they've kind of deconstructed the original run of the Transformers. Which is why it's the '84, um, the original series, and the UK series, and anything uh, linked to that that "quote-unquote" universe. Um, and it's called "Secrets and Lies." It's, ter- it's uh, told by um, by a double agent Transformer called Punch and Counterpunch, and he actually transforms mm-hmm. from Autobot to Decepticon. So he's like a double-double agent. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I never really knew who this guy was. Like, I don't know, or I just didn't remember. But, oh my god, like, basically Megatron's like, counterpunch you are the best because you keep an eye on the Autobots. And he's like, you got it. You got a Chief. And then he goes off to <laughs> And he's like, here's what I told Megatron. You know? And... And he's just like on both sides, like basically. But I think he's more so weird. An, an Autobot at, at the end of the day, I think he's more of an Autobot than a Decepticon. But he has to make hard choices, you know. And like, he, he can't blow his cover, so like, if somebody has to die, they die, you know. Like, wow, he's, he's kind of cold in that way. Um, so anyway, he tells this story, he's the narrator, he tells it from the point of view of everything that happened 4 million years ago when the Autobots first fled Cybertron up through 1984 when the Ark was reawoken by Mount St. Helens. And they chronicle it, it. It actually reminds me a little bit of um, the way Ed Pisker did uh, the X-Men. Um, but they chronicle it in chronological order. So... Every event that appears in the old books is in here, but explained in the you know in the right um, timeline in the in the order that they happen. So um, Simon Furman gets a lot, like because he wrote a lot of this stuff, he actually gets a chance to explain plot holes and stuff like that. It actually turned out I I, I was gonna skip it just because I didn't want to get into another Transformers book. Um, but it was great. And um, it was uh, four issues, and they also did a zero issue. And um, I also like that they did a four issue, because the original mini series was only, speaking of books that run on and on and on, the original was only supposed to be four issues, and it ended up running 80 issues. And then it ran, then they brought it back later, and it ran to 100 issues. Um, So, you know, it's just cool. It just, this book felt like 1984 again to me. Like, this is when I got into comic books. Um, You know, I was reading Star Wars, Transformers, and G.I. Joe. And that's all I was reading. And this was just, like, you know, my roots, like, coming back coming back to the very beginning of of where it all started for me (laughs) in this downhill uh, adventure. (laughs) So there you go. Highly recommend Transformers. People.
1: A lot of the comics we're talking about this week are either, either started as toy properties or be or became toy properties because I'm going to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the last Ronin number one which had, I think like 75 variant covers or something. Oh God. Yeah. It's insane. The, 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 the review copy that we got was 120 total pages, approximately 45 or 46 of those were the actual story.
0: Is this IDW? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a, IDW, that's a good way to not make me read your review, your preview copy, <laughs> is to make me scroll through 75 pages of variant covers.
1: You know, at least on a, on a digital copy, it's easy to skip ahead, but this is, yeah. this is
0: basically... Imagine if it was a proper book, it was just like this thick, and you get like two-thirds through, <laughs> and then it's all just covers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um
1: No, so this is basically, this is a a future TMNT story by way of The Dark Knight Returns, basically. It's it's the first uh, new TMNT story that the original creators, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, have collaborated on in like 25 years. It takes place in the future where only uh, one of the four turtles is still alive. And you don't find out which one it is. Until the very last, I mean, t- again, talk about like last page reveals, because throughout the issue, he is, he's not wearing a mask of any color. It's black. He's carrying all four sets of weapons on him. So there's no way of, of knowing who he is until the very last page when he meets up with a uh, older April uh, O'Neill. It was it was pretty good, if not a little thin on the like the actual plot. Um, really, all you all you know throughout the the story is it, this turtle is infiltrating Manhattan. All you know is that the turtle is after the the, the new uh, master of the the Foot Clan, who is the uh, the grandson of Shredder. Mm. It's a lot of gritty internal monologues, um, but the, but the art is actually, was was really good. It was, Eastman did the layouts. The artwork was done by, I think, I guess their brothers, uh, Esau and Isaac Escor- Escorza. That's a mouthful. They uh, One of them penciled it, the other one inked it and colored it. But just really sharp-looking artwork. And a lot of great action. Um, like I said, it, it thin on what the actual story is going to be, other than than this nameless turtle is, you know, infiltrating Manhattan, trying to get to to the the new master of the fo- or the the master of the, the Foot Clan in order to you know take him out. But that's uh, like I said that's pretty much it. the The other thing, um, I I definitely. Uh, wouldn't have bought this on my own because it had an eight ninety nine cover price. Yeah. So thank you IDW for the for the for the preview for the digital uh, preview copy. But that's pretty that's pretty pricey for a.
2: It's a hefty tag. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask a spoiler question, and you'll laugh. But uh, did they kill the bad guy in the very first issue? No. <laughs> Smarter. So they, so they learned something, you know, over the years. They Why killed, was it? they killed Shredder in the first issue? Oh, <laughs> yeah, and then they had to deal with that, you know, for however many hundreds of issues now. Yeah, and they're like, ah.
1: Uh. Um, the interesting thing is there. There are a lot of a lot of questions that there are no answers for in this first issue, like what happened to the other turtles, the one remaining turtle he's actually talking to the ghosts of his brothers throughout this issue. Like th- it's like, they kind of have been traveling with, you know, with him, they're dead, but he's talking to them. There's no, you know, thanks, thanks, we to, don't, that, thanks to that
2: Ghostbusters crossover.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So we don't, we don't know what happened to any of the, Supporting characters, um, like I said, uh, April O'Neil does show up in the very last page. She basically reveals who it is because she says, "Well, oh, okay. why are you, why are you talking to yourself, blank?" Yes, yeah, oh, or, no. or 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 who are you talking to, blank? Okay, so yeah, I, I just found I saw it. You you see, okay, so but but this was but I I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot actually for for not really being a huge like you know I'm, I'm not a big TMNT reader i mean i i like i like the the turtles okay I, I i think i was i was reading the the issues for a while when um when when um dave wachter was doing the art yeah same and yeah but I've, I've never felt any particular affinity for the turtles you know i i really don't care one way or the other but this was this was a pretty good book it was it I think you know anyone can pick this up and read it and and enjoy it if you have just a passing familiarity with, a, with I the property.
2: Add, I wanted to add to this. Um, did you guys see the toys that made us episode with the uh, Ninja Turtles? I Negative. did, but I don't remember it that well. They at the end of the issue or end of the episode, they reunited Eastman and Laird. Like for the first time in like twenty years, like it was something, it was something pretty big. I forget how many years, but it was it was a pretty big event that they had not spoke or or maybe you know politely spoke to, but they hadn't actually hung out and drew together and did Mm -hmm. the old Mirage Studio. It's been you know forever, and they felt like it was a dream that was lost. And it's nice to see that they're doing something now, you know. And I feel like if not for that show that, you know, they helped reunite them and maybe that's what birthed this project. Then, you know, so, I mean, in that, in that respect, it's nice to see them back working on a project together.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Well, this might be a good, um, a good place to stop and take a break and talk about our other sponsor for this episode, com, And then we'll be right back to talk about some more comics. This week's episode of Comic Book Pit is brought to you by Thriftburg. Do you need a gift that's more interesting than a gift card? Are you looking to reclaim a piece of your childhood? Thriftburg is your online stop for all things vintage and nostalgic. From the 1950s to the 1990s, they have everything from retro kitchen, dining, and barware to action figures, games, books, pop culture, collectibles, and more. Comic Book Pit listeners also get 10% off their purchase of $20 or more with coupon code ComicBookPit. That's all one word, comic book pit. So visit thriftburg.com and check out their hundreds of unique vintage items. Okay, we're back, and thanks again to Thriftburg for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget to to check out uh, their hundreds of unique vintage items, and you can use the coupon code comic book pit for a discount off your purchase so uh who wants to pick it up
0: i'll go because i can segue off what you were discussing before the break a uh maybe maybe you you, you'd like that ninja (laughs) turtle book um Mm -hmm. you just said that it was a first issue and it left you with a lot of uh it was a lot of setup is what it sounds like yeah and you you were kind of like no no payoff well it's a first issue so there's no payoff yet so my hand-fisted segue is a book that had payoff that really wasn't worth the wait. Um, I'm talking about Batman 3 Jokers. Um, a book that's been heavily hyped. Yes, Scott Hedlund is correct. Um, a book that's been heavily hyped for about 35 years now. <laughs> and the, the three issues have finally come out. And while it's fine... It did not meet the hype that preceded it, um, and I would say, I for one, I hope, I hope, I don't know, I forget all the the personnel shifts at DC Comics, but I hope this is the end of Jeff Johns trying to be Alan Moore.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
0: we had to deal with it on Doomsday Clock, and we had to, and I dealt with it again on this book, and it's like, my dude, you're not, you, you're just not. It's like us trying to be like Mark Maron, you know. <laughs> yeah we can have drug problems and and cats, but it doesn't make it happen um like it's in this the way like the one thing I like that it did do and, and spoiler alerts um it does not answer who the joker is in fact, it goes to make a point that that is the point of the joker is that he's not defined right so I appreciated that moment um there are three jokers. And the idea is that the Joker. In fact, there's more than three. There's like an army of Jokers. The Joker is turning people into Jokers to just like fuck with minds. And, and then he builds like a hench army of Jokers there at one point. And he's trying. And then there's like this bit where in the series where he's like trying to make like a fourth Joker. And he was like, perhaps it was going to be Jason Todd. And then the, it was going to be in this issue It's like it's Joe Chill. Like he was going to turn Joe Chill into a Joker. And um. And then, but then ultimately he, the Joker, was like, no, it's like he wanted to take everybody off the board so that the Joker would be like Batman's like arch nemesis. And then the whole point is that, you know, the Joker isn't, a, you don't know who the Joker is, blah, 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 blah. And so there's one Joker left standing at the end. And then he goes to Arkham and everyone goes along their merry way. And then Jeff Johns does a minor retcon of killing joke. And it turns out that the comedian's family did not die in a fire, but that Batman and the police put them in the witness protection and moved the boy, the mom, and the boy to Alaska. Oh, and That's yeah. where I'm like, yeah, just just stick to hmm. the, don't stop trying to be Alan Moore, Jeff Johns. Like you're not, <laughs> and, and this is just like whatever. I'm like, like all right, whatever. Like so that's you're doing that was like your big twist, but I was like, it just anticlimactic i would say was how i describe the story artwork's beautiful i'm not going to short shrift jason fabuk or whatever um like i said it took 35 years to draw these three books <laughs> and i can see why that's it too like every page is like a nine panel grid just about not every page but damn near you're kind of like doomsday clock was it's like stop guys you're not you're not yeah i'm, I'm kind of tired of that it's just, you're just like copying the formula, but man, you don't have the, the soul to play it.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: you're just like a, a weak sauce cover band trying to play something here and, and you're just not it. Like you can do your good little like three chord riffs, you know, and and just like get your angst out. And, and those are fine, but stop, stop trying to be something that you're not. Stop trying to copy these people who just did it naturally mm-hmm. fucking 40 years ago. And just right. be you, and don't be you being them. Just be you. Because <laughs> like this third ish it felt like like a movie, and it just had like it's like big like action piece third act setup. And I was like, really? I was like this. This thing was like hype coming out. Like remember out of rebirth? It was like, oh my god, three jokers! Like he sat in the chair like three jokers. Holy shit! Like, who's the <laughs> jokers? And then the revel- revelation is is that like batman he's a he's, it's kind of funny it's like really horrible but kind of funny and he's like not to sound like people say I sound but I'm Batman he's like I've known who the joker was since the first week I fought him and that's when he reveals that they got the family out of Gotham and put him in the witness relocation
1: yeah it's it, it's like the the promise never lives up to the hype like kind of like when the with the whole um all the all the prelude leading up to Doomsday Clock with the the comedian's button and found in being found in the Batcave, mm-hmm. like you know, I mean that that was cool and it got everybody talking. But then once Doomsday Clock actually showed up and you know, I like you said, it, it was just it was Bobo Allen Moore.
0: There was
2: know, no payoff for that button.
0: No, not because yep. it took forever to get out. And then mm-hmm. so much had changed like in the real world that like that was that was no longer part of the plan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there was at one point a plan to like do this big interweaving thing with like Watchmen and shit. But because it took 35 years to get completed, <laughs> Bendis came in and, and just was like, me and Bendis. <laughs> and, and, was, and that was the end of it. Yeah, action comics came out last week too and I was just like, oi, this is what uh, yeah, I let's just get I, to the end of this. I don't know who I guess John Ramirez is just like, Fuck it, I'm Junior Jr. I'm just uh here's a weekend and
2: I did a book on a weekend. Give me money. I made kick ass.
0: I'm rich bitch.
2: Well I gotta I can probably transition off of this conversation into this
1: because <laughs> you're, the, you're the master of transition.
2: <laughs> I, I'm I learned from the master. From Dan, (laughs) Um, I am but the student. Um, No, but like just the way this conversation's gone, I actually moved uh, my book order, and uh, I wanted to talk about Dark Knight Three: The Master Race at this point because because we're talking about Batman, and we're talking, and we've been talking about you know like Ninja Turtles and like creators coming back to old properties to you know to. Squeeze some more life out of them, or whatever, you know, to wring out the the rag. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so, like, I've I've been sitting on this because, like I say, I've, I I had a long comic a long box full of books that I never read. I picked up the Dark Knight three in one shot, and this guy this guy sold it to me at a show for thirty bucks for nine issues, and I was like sold, mm-hmm. and I. But I never read it until last week. Um, and um, I expected it, I'll tell you right off the bat, it's Frank Miller um, and Brian Azzarello is actually the main writer, I believe. From what I remember, uh, a couple years ago, I actually saw them at New York Comic Con when this book was coming out. Or, well, I saw Frank Miller. And... He's just like, yeah, as long as they keep paying me, I'll keep coming up with ideas. You know, like, he's funny. Like, long well, I get a check. <laughs> and, you know, so he's like, I will help Azzarello. You know. And, um, so, anyway, I finally get to read it, and I'm remembering all this stuff, but, I, but I'll tell you what, like, this, I expected this book to be very grim, you know, like, given the Dark Knight history. I did not get that impression from this from this volume. Like I, I thought this was actually very uplifting. Um, that he- like heroes can overcome anything. Like they, like you get the sense that they love these characters. Like it's no longer about you know Batman's old and you know you know just you know grumbly. It was more like I mean and I and I it's a spoiler halfway through but they literally it's a five year old books,
0: Scott. It's okay.
2: Exactly. <laughs> that's why I'm going to tell it. Yeah. Because you might want to read it then because of this too, but but Batman is young again. Like they 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 re- redo everyone. Like Superman, you know, is like a grouch in this in this alternate mm-hmm. he's no longer a grouch. He's 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 a happy guy again. Like he found his, he found his feet again. You know, and um, well, and I so have a question. the sort of Bruce Wayne,
0: Scott, was it in this book that they dumped him in the Lazarus Pit, or was it?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's actually what it was. He was uh, borderline, you know. Of course, you know, you're pretty much dead, but Superman got him there in time. And when he jumped out, he was a young man. And
0: was Superman. Frozen in ice,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He was miserable, and then he too got over it. You know, like it. I feel like, and they, and then throughout this book too, like they, it didn't really make sense, but they, they, just that it was like a one-page thing. The flashes running through the city, and a Kryptonian, because that's the enemy, is um, basically. the the bottom city of Kandor, right? The Kandor, Mm -hmm. the Kandorians. Um,
1: yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely like more, more of a, a sci-fi story than I expected.
2: Yeah. It had less, and it had less to do with them as villains as it did just to, you know, just to really showcase the heroes again. Mm -hmm. Um, because I thought the villains, they were just there to be, you know, big, big, tough, you know, supermen that needed knocked down. Um, but it was also to set up, like, you know, like new generations, like Batman's protege and Superman's and Wonder Woman's daughter. Uh, you know, and their story arcs were more important, I thought, in this one than anybody else. Um, but yeah, I actually walked away from this with like a really positive, you know, like a good feeling, and like. Heat. And I was like, "Is this a Frank Miller book?" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, Azarello also helps, it. Right? So, but it was like they pulled him up out of the muck, you know. And I feel like maybe that's what, after so many years of them, you know the, you know the Dark Age of superheroes, you know everything's gritty. You know they were just like, "No, yeah, we're just gonna, you know, we're done," and and these these guys are happy now again. Like they've re they've reset. Even in this alternate timeline, they have reset the characters, and I was like, "I can live with that." Like, I, I actually really enjoyed it, and I also enjoyed all the uh, mini comics that were.
0: Yes, available. that for me that that was worth the price of admission.
2: And I think they were all necessary too, because they were, they were story bits that were relevant to the issue you were reading. The only they thing all, I, I didn't they weren't
0: know. all by Frank Miller. Some of them were done by other people, right? Or were they all by Frank Miller?
1: I think they were done by, by different
2: people.
0: Yeah. Most um, of them were done by, Frank, by Miller. Frank
2: Miller. But what I what I didn't realize is that you should read, just for anybody going to read these, you should read them. Read the issue first, then read the mini-comic. Like, read them in that order. Um, because <laughs> I just barreled through them, and I literally I got to that split page, and I read the mini-comic. And then I read the rest of the book but <laughs> <So, laughs> so by the by the final issue you you should read the issue and then read the mini, otherwise it kind of spoils the end. I wonder how it's compiled in trade format yeah, I don't know hmm. um, you know well i just I just read
1: it in in trades, and i think yeah i I think the the mini stories were interwoven in between like the issues
0: okay, okay because so it was like, like the end. Yeah, cuz it was like a it wasn't it
1: originally like a 9 issue series.
0: Uh-huh. Something like that, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I think in between each issue there was like the side story.
2: I also just want a quick shout out to the artists um uh, Kubert and Jansen and Anderson. I thought um, especially Hubert, I used to not like his X Men comics back in the '90s because he did the weird mm-hmm. thing with the eyes. I never know which brother I'm talking about, by the way. I think i the right one.
1: I think, I think it's Andy, and, and and if it's the one I'm thinking of, I'm same thing, Scott. Like I was never really a big fan of his work, but I will agree with you that he kind of he kind of leveled up a little bit in yeah. in in this. Like it was it was a lot better. Than his previous work,
2: yeah, this is like probably some of my favorites from him. Um, you know, because I mean, layouts and everything. Um, you know, the uh, the loose, you know, that loose flow. You know, it didn't like not like in the nineties, everything seemed pretty rig- rigid. You know, everybody's articulated so well, but this one, it like he played between the shadows and the and the anatomy. You know, like a lot, and I think he. He really made a success out of it.
0: <laughs> my, I guess my takeaway on, on Dark Knight 3, I mean, it's been a few years since I've read it, so it's not as fresh to me as it is to you. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you found like a commentary, like a greater commentary within it. Yeah. Because to me, it read just like a, like, like standard fare. Um, I, I, like compared to the Dark Knight Returns, or our, what, was this, what was that one called? Now. The Dark Knight Strikes Back. Dark Knight, yeah. Um, which are both just like, well, I mean, The Dark Knight Returns is kind of like on its own. It's like way mm-hmm. up here. Yeah. And then like Strikes Back.
2: Yeah. It was, it, it I, like I like not it. not good. For
0: that very reason, I like it. You guys are like sitting like, no, 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 yeah. no. Well, it's just. Is, I okay, skipped it ahead. when it came out. You know, I remember when it came out, but I skipped it. And then I came back to it way later after everyone had shot on it. So my expectations were proper. Yeah. And I was like, this one's got nowhere to go for me. Like, everyone says it's garbage, but I just want to see what it's about. And, and so I was fine with it. Um, and this one just felt even more like just a superhero story. So I thought it was interesting that your takeaway was, like, a greater commentary than, than just, like,
2: yeah, I, tight. My, my, take, my takeaway is that, you know, that he is that they, they really love these characters. And they wanted to end. They wanted to leave them in a better place than where they had been. Like instead of leaving them in the muck, you know. And that's. I think that's what I got from it. And I will say,
0: uh, "Dark Knight: The Golden Child" was my favorite book of twenty nineteen. Like it's, I not many books these days do I read multiple times, but that one, that one I did.
2: I will definitely look for it then.
0: That is uh, written by Frank Miller and drawn by Raphael Grandpa, and is so. If you enjoyed like the the optimism, yeah, of of this, and you, you th- then you'll enjoy. You'll find that here, and it's and it's weird because like Frank after nine eleven, Frank Miller sort of became like one of those guys. Yeah. But this book, I, I, it seems like, reading the Golden John, like he was no longer one of those guys.
2: Right. I mean, I know there's been a lot of things said about him and, you know, whatever um, crazy thoughts he has. But I didn't get that from this. You know, I didn't get, like, but also, like, I I know that, and I remember, though, that Azzarello was kind of the leader on this book, too. And Miller was the advisor. Yeah. So, I mean if, who's to say how far, you know, Azarello um you know, which which one had the greater voice in this book? Well, yeah. I, I
1: feel like after what what you said about about uh Frank Miller post nine eleven, that's when he did holy terror. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe doing that he got maybe he got all the the anger and poison out of his system. <laughs> Yeah. Doing that that yeah, that possible, quote. yeah, because then yeah, he came back. They said, "Hey, Frank, we want you to do another Dark Knight book, but we're gonna have another writer riding shotgun with you, <laughs> just in case yeah. you know you, you you get all holy terror on us." I, I,
2: I wish I wish I had that Q and A with him from New York Comic Con. It was it was excellent. Like his his one word answers to things were. Like the kind of stuff you expect from a gruff old man, you know. Like <laughs> it was great. It really. It was like, man, this is this is what I picture when I think Frank Miller. This is it. Because somebody'd ask him like an elaborate question, and he'd just be like, "No, next question." <laughs> he'd just yell it out, "Next question," and or he'd or he'd say something like, "You know, I just needed to get paid," you know, or "I need a check." <laughs> Kind of crazy stuff like that. Never, you can just tell everybody's kind of like, <laughs> 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 but uh, no, you know, I I think part of that too is just him, you know. Like, I I feel like reading this. I'm like, maybe there is a heart of gold in there, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, go read uh Golden Child. Okay. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's right. Stop the <laughs> podcast.
1: Yeah, get off the show. Go get yeah. go go get that book. Well, I don't. I'm afraid I do not have a good transition, Scott. So I'm just gonna. All right. Sorry to disappoint, but uh, I did read GI Joe Number Nine by Paul Auer and Ryan Kelly. This is a story where GI Joe is rebelling against a Cobra ruled world, and they're the the resistance. Every issue has has basically been a like a like a one and done. Like they're telling an over an overarching story, but every issue is like a different mission or a different set of characters. That was cool for a while. I, I feel like now we're at the point where it's like, okay, now we gotta start tying things together. This this issue was still good. It was there was a, a team of Joes that went in for a stealth mission. They started getting picked off even before they hit the ground. Like, I mean, this was this was a this was kind of brutal. Like, Ripcord was dead before he even hit the ground. Like, they were airdropping in. Heavy Duty bled out in an alley. Dial Tone got electrocuted is this? trying to trying to take down a communications grid. Did,
2: I'm sorry. Did you say this was Larry Hama writing it or something?
1: no? No, this is someone else. This is Paul Aller.
2: Oh, that's it's, right. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: Yeah, this is this is the book. That almost, it's like, almost like a like an out of continuity, oh, GI Joe, oh,
2: okay.
1: and and a bunch of other Joes get you know. It's like they, they get like simultaneously like systematically they're getting taken out. You know, as the mission progresses, they they complete the mission, which is they destroy the factory that is building the com- the computerized brains for 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 bats. Now, oh. If you don't know what a bat is, it's the it's Cobra's Battle Android Troopers.
2: The best figure ever.
1: Yeah, but they, they I will say I am disappointed in how they they changed the look for this comic. And they just kinda look like just very generic robots. Oh. Just just lame. Just not nearly as cool as the original bats. Yeah. The last two guys that are trying to get out of this out of this town are dusty and tunnel rat and dusty says look only one of us can make it out and the only way you're going to get out of here is is through the sewers and you're better than i you know you're going to be better in that environment than i am so he he, and he, he basically takes the choice out of his hands he takes a grenade and runs in the opposite direction from tunnel rat towards a group of bats and blows himself up To cause a distraction. Whoa! Yeah. So 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 the rest of the issue is Tunnel Rat on his own, with you know no backup, like very like hardly any any weapons to speak of. He's got like a pistol and a couple grenades. He's trying to avoid capture, but he's also fighting bats and cobra vipers, and it's just a great issue. But like I said, just really brutal this G.I. Joe title has been great from issue one. It, it's really been, it, it's been a surprising book. Just yeah. the, 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 the kinds of stories they're telling.
2: I think you did review it before.
1: I think, so this is issue nine. I think I've talked about like four issues.
2: Yeah. Of this book. <laughs> it means I got to check it out. Probably. I think you
1: should. It's, it's really different. Um, Jared,
0: I read one more book that I picked up when I was up home. Um, this book, also from Image Comics, is called The Scumbag. And it is written by uh, Rick Remender and drawn by someone else. They hid the credits on me. <laughs> well, it, it, I, I feel bad because the uh, the art was like the hook on this one for me to pick it up. Um, the, prem- the premise, because the premise in the character, Louis La Rosa. I don't know if it has that emphasis on the R or not. Um, so it's, uh, like the premise definitely was like almost kind of a turnover. When I first started reading, I was like, ah, oh, what did I buy? Because it's one of those like shithead characters. That's the hero of the story. Quote, the, you know, the protagonist of the mm-hmm. narrative. He's like some dirty old, like, junky biker guy and he's just like awful in every way imaginable and it's all about him like trying to score a fix and during the midst of trying to to cook that fix he stumbles upon like a fight between like two super spies over like a super soldier serum and their needles get switched (laughs) so when he thinks he's shooting up uh, his smack. He shoots up the super soldier serum. And then, like the super spy thinks he's shooting up the super soldier serum, and instead, he uh, stabbed himself in the heart with a needle full of smack, which was funny. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> and so, and 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 it's the artwork. Actually, the artwork is fantastic. The artwork is is what I what I'm here for, and what I'll probably continue getting it for, just because it's so vibrant and and stylized and just beautiful artwork and i mean the character. so there's like some story about like oh there's a bomb about to go off and like this guy now has to be like the uh, the guy that the secret like military organization has to recruit now to help stop it but he's too busy just being like a selfish dick or whatever so that, like I said, the the premise was not what I came for, but the the artwork is, is definitely intriguing. and makes up for. It's not a knock against the writing; it's solid writing, but it's just not my own personal uh, preference of, of 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 story. Um, so I, I'll give it a, I'll give it a go. The next one is to see how uh, I, again. I, again, Scott, I don't know if it's ongoing or mini. <laughs> Um, probably you. ongoing until it
2: stops. <laughs> I'll ask you again in three minutes. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'd probably, I, I'll circle back for number two. It ought to be coming out soon. Um, just because like it wasn't awful. I mean, it, it Rick Remender is not a bad writer, so he mm-hmm. does some pretty good stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. But yeah, it was just. So the art. Again, I just can't say enough good good things about the artwork, and particularly some of the, the horrible moments that are that are portrayed in this book. Um, with him like trying to get his drugs and the fight between the uh, the two super spies, it's uh some very visceral uh, depictions. Mm. Yeah, I have this on my list.
1: I'll have to I'll have to read it now.
0: I believe uh, Image sent us a review copy of it. So you can sample the wares.
1: First one's free. The next one will cost you. Yeah,
0: yeah. then you have to buy it forever. That's the rule. <laughs> right. That's how it works. You want to talk about more about Dark Knight Golden Child? Let me know. I can... <laughs> He's like, I can talk all night. I can do a daily podcast just about that. <laughs> have I told you how good this book is? It's good. Come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, I guess that'll about wrap things up. I'll just do a couple of of end-of-show notes. Just a reminder, you can find us on the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. You can support us on patreon.com slash comicbookpit, where you can find... Our new uh, web comics and premium content, such as the R2 Yen podcast with Link and Kate. You can help us out and rate and review Comic Book Pit. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. You can also ch- uh, support the show by checking out our store on Spreadshop.
0: If you, you say make- the name of our show three times in the mirror, we will appear.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or you can make a one-time donation in any amount to our Kofi account. Also, thanks one more time to the sponsors of this episode, Pittsburgh Comics and Thriftburg.com. Make sure to check them out and support them if you can.
0: All right. Black- Comics, number two comic book store in the region, per the, voter, for, uh, the readers of the city paper. That's right. That's nothing to bark at.
1: That's right. It's one of our favorite stores.
2: Your, is it your your weekly shop, Duke? Yeah, that's my home store. That's that's my yeah. that's my that's my main squeeze. Um, <laughs> uh, is Pittsburgh Comics, and my side squeeze is uh, Heroes, Heroes Ink, and uh, Robinson.
1: His, his side piece.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what they, they're you know like I have a longer history with Pittsburgh Comics, but Heroes is right down the street too. So sometimes it's like yeah got a, mm-hmm. a comic book fix, you know. So and they're great people too, so you know, it's just one of those things.
1: I'll just point out since this this episode will be going up Friday, so if you listen to this, you might have a little bit of time, but New Dimension Comics is having a big warehouse sale this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday out in Elwood City. I'm going to go out Saturday. And and uh, rummage around, see what I can find.
0: This is still that like bundle up where waiters. Well, yeah, it's nothing to organize. Now I don't mean to say right. that, that that sounded that uh, that sounded wrong. We're trying to promote them, and I was like, oh, so it's gonna suck. Well, um, <laughs> <No, I've lied. laughs> it's the one where you it it's rugged. It's rugged. It, if you're a rugged comic book fan. Yes then, and no. Uh, yes, grab and it no. on.
1: So, so last, so I, I went out there last year and it is, it's literally, it's a giant warehouse and it's not climate controlled. They, they did last year. It was, I think it's colder than it was. It was colder last year than I think it's going to be this weekend, but they still had like, you know, space heaters placed all over the place and they had free coffee and, but yeah, you were still encouraged to dress for the weather. So, you know, just be, be aware that again you're not in a climate controlled building so
0: here's the deal they spoiled me with their basement sale yeah <laughs> yeah. Nicole.
1: yeah yeah the 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 warehouse sale and the VFW sales are definitely not for the faint of heart you you, you have to go there willing to get your hands dirty and uh, dig for you know for for some gold because uh, like Jared said, nothing is organized at these uh, at these discount sales. Um, that's the beauty of it too though yeah th- that's kind of it like you, you know you can you can roll up to a, a long box and you don't know what's in there and it's beautiful. it's like it could be all garbage or you could be like, oh, here's a whole run of alpha flight, you know here's a whole run of this like something that you really love, yeah you know
0: yeah,
2: so if you just- enjoy the thrill of the hunt. Is this a, is this a dollar sale or is it a quarter or 50 cents?
1: So, so, so here's, here's the breakdown. If you go on Friday, everything's a okay. dollar. If you go on Saturday, everything's 50 cents. And if you go on Sunday, everything's a quarter.
2: Okay. Oh, that's a, I was so looking that's, Sunday. I didn't realize though. So now it's sounding real good. Yeah. So go. All right.
1: And that's where I'm going to, I'm going to stock up my, my, uh, my boxes for the daily spinner rack show. Oh, nice. I mean, that's that's kind of where I've I've gotten everything or, or everything I've reviewed so far has pretty much come from stuff I've picked up at a sale. Oh, so, yeah. Either at a sale or one of our comic swaps. But mostly mostly stuff from from the sales, but Yeah. So, all
2: right.
1: Yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there just so people knew like if you're looking for something to do this weekend, and you, you know, you got plenty of time and nothing to do, you know. Take a ride out to Elwood City. I think the the warehouse is not in Elwood City. I think you maybe have to drive like a mile or two outside of the city. But if you go to like the New Dimension Comics Facebook or website, you'll you'll find it, like the address and everything. Um, anybody have anything else? No, that's it. No. Okay. Yeah, we can. No excellent alright well thank you
0: read Dark Knight the Golden Child
1: yeah (laughs) read Dark Knight the Golden Child put that on my list alright well thanks for listening this has been episode 371 of the comic book PID podcast I'm Dan and with me tonight we've got Scott I'm gonna find that book for a quarter (laughs) and Jared
0: I'm serious it's
1: really good